Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. And I want to talk a little bit more this week about having faith and confidence in what you do. Um, so in my recent podcast episode with Dr. Wendy Corin, fantastic uh, interview we had, is we led the interview with having confidence in what you do because, if I'm being perfectly honest, one of the hardest things to explain to an owner is when you're doing an initial exam and you're pressing, you're poking, you're doing stuff maybe a vet has never done before um, and it's a little uh, intimate for lack of a better word, uh, you know, pressing and poking and all sorts of stuff like that um, in areas that can be very tender and trying to explain that what you're doing is going to help while you're causing all this pain and the animal's screaming and kicking or biting um, it can be a little hard to uh, explain to the owner, especially while they're watching that, no, this is helping. Um, and I particularly find that um, it breaks my heart <laughs> when, while they're being adjusted, they scream or they try and bite at me. But I wanted to talk a little bit more today about having faith in what you do because, honest to God, I've had several cases in the past couple months that I have no idea if what I'm going to do is going to help a patient. And, um, you know, through having the right intent, a little bit of prayer and um, uh, skill, I've been able to help these patients quite a bit. And I think that you can too. So we're going to talk a little bit more in this episode about uh, translating confidence and how to properly restrain an animal so it looks like you're not causing harm. So, Three things that I really think you need to focus on. One, make sure it looks like you know what you're doing. Know how to properly restrain an animal. Um, I do most of my own handling to my own detriment. Um, Don't be ashamed at putting a muzzle on a dog. It's okay. Don't be afraid to throw a little piece of duct tape or a twitch on a horse. It's okay. Um, I would rather an animal have a muzzle on and uh, move around a little bit versus bite me and I look like a novice. Um, so don't be afraid to use proper restraint. Uh, for a lot of your little dogs, I'll grab a muzzle, I'll put them in a muzzle, I'll hold on to the muzzle and the collar together so that way they can't move their head around and thrash as a lot of your little dogs like to do. Um, and a lot of your large dogs, um, it is really important to, if you need a muzzle, great, but you only have two hands, so have someone holding the head. So that means if you need a tech, grab one. If you need to have the owner help, explain what you need them to do for you because it's a whole lot safer and also looks you makes you look a whole lot more competent when uh, you say, this is what I want, this is how I want you to do it, and we're going to do this even though it's uh, it looks like manhandling, we're doing this so your animal can't thrash or try and bite me and potentially hurt themselves more. So one, look like a professional by getting proper handling technique. Two, know what the heck you're doing. So if you're going in to an exam and you just sit there and 
you kind of poke around and you feel the knees and you check the range of motion, but then you go back and you feel again. Um, and say you do that a couple times, well, that's going to translate to the owner that you don't know what you're doing. Be very deliberate in your head, have a pattern, go through that with your animals at home a thousand times. That way, when you go to do an exam, it looks smooth. It looks like you know what you're doing and it looks like it knows what you're checking. Okay, so one, have proper restraint techniques, know and translate what you want for them. And two, make sure you have a pattern in mind when you are doing that examination. And three, always communicate what you are doing. So I tell an owner before I even set hands on an animal, hey, look, there are going to be some areas where I'm going to get um, a very, very big reaction. Some of these things can be very painful. Your vet may not have found these before. I'm going to find tight muscles. I'm going to find owie spots. <laughs> Keep it simple. Stupid uh, is what I like to say. Um, but just say, I'm going to find some ouchy spots. Um, if your animal is ouchy, they get grouchy is another saying I like to say. Um, but I just tell the owner ahead of time, like, hey, okay, I'm going to start poking your animal now. They may react. That's normal. Um, and then as you go through stuff, point stuff out if the animal is going to behave. Um, you can do that after if an animal is being completely unruly. You can go ahead and fix something. Um, but I really recommend is if you find restricted range of motion, if you find hyperpaniculus response, if you find decreased reflexes, or you find a really, really tight muscle, um, have the owner touch it. Have them look at it. Have, get them involved and um, you know, tell them what you're finding and what you're doing and let them know ahead of time, okay, I'm going to touch your animal. Um, and then as you're touching your animal, okay, this is what I'm finding with your animal. Okay, so that's a really simple process, um, mainly tailored to, towards the first exam when you're first meeting a new patient. But one, tell them what kind of restraint you want so that way the animal doesn't get hurt and you don't get hurt. Two, have a method to your madness. Make sure you know what you're doing. And three, communicate what you're doing. Hey, I'm going to touch your animal. If they're ouchy, they're going to get grouchy. They're going to try and bite me. They're going to yelp. They're going to scream. And they're going to do this. And we need to be prepared um, to find those uh, find those areas. So, um, And then when you're doing the adjustment, um, you, know, you can point out certain areas that are stuck or things like that. And I find for your really, really hyped up, super nervous animal owners who, while their animal's screaming and writhing, they're getting more and more worked up, you say something to the effect of, oh, that was really good motion. That was a really good adjustment. Wow, that feels so much better. Or something to the effect to build a positive response while you're doing it. Um, and I always, while I'm adjusting an animal, I adjust it and then I rub it. Um, and you know how when you get your, your hand slammed in a door or something like that, or when you drop something on your foot, how you immediately shake? Uh, that's because you would want to switch from nociception to mechanoreception, and we do that by shaking our hand or moving our foot or something like that. I immediately adjust an animal, and then I go into rubbing them or petting the area, so that way it decreases the uh, 
you know, the backlash of um, how painful that may be. So I will say, oh, that was a really good adjustment. Great movement. It feels so much better. Um, usually after a neck adjustment or something, I did this just today. I had a, a German Shepherd puppy. I had the owner feel an Atlas restriction. I said, feel how hard this side is. Feel how squishy this side is. I corrected it and we'll had a little bit of a response. I had the owner go in motion palpate and they said, wow, that's so much better. Um, so it is important to show that before and after or at the very least say yes that was a great adjustment that's so much better so that way the owner if they are a little bit nervous they have more confidence because initially during an evaluation and a first adjustment it can be not so pretty sometimes especially if you adjust um, you know, your, your animals that are not so fond of being handled, such as your cats or a llama. I did a llama once and it was uh, not pretty. Um, so sometimes the adjustment isn't pretty and that's okay, but it is important to have faith and confidence in yourself and know what you're doing. So that way you can translate to the animal owner that, um, you know, you have a plan and, uh, you know, your animal is going to get better. And, um, you know, ultimately our, our, whatever you may believe on, you know, people's mood and how they translate that, uh, or quantum physics as it's called, um, your mood and your demeanor is going to directly, um, you know, permeate the, the barrier between the animal and the human. I know those of us that work with horses, they know when you're calm, they know when you have intent, and when you're fearful, they feel it. And I feel like owners are the same even more so sometimes. So it's important to have that calm, easy demeanor with intent, uh, with a healing spirit to go into a consultation and an adjustment in order to know, yes, I'm going to help this animal. I know what I'm doing and I'm going to provide a great adjustment. So thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. It makes me very, very excited and happy to help new grads that are animal certified get more confident and competent in what they're doing. And I can't wait to see how your practice is doing and what you think of this podcast. If you wouldn't mind, help me reach others um, by leaving a rating or a review or go to uh, Instagram or Facebook and find me at Making Strides for Animal Cairo. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what I can talk about in order to help serve you better. So this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Cairo. Have a great week in practice and I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.